welcome to the Winter's Dozen Sports Podcast. I am your host, Tyler Galachner, a.k.a. Carb Queen. Oh, fucking A. I already did it. I already fucking did it. Hold on a second, guys. Minor difficulties. Um, if you didn't listen to the last podcast, uh, you uh, you will know that I did just buy a house and we have been moving. So um, I will continue. I'm just going to recap the last episode. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh, that was the one of the most cathartic experiences of my fucking life because all this whole time I have been just getting shit about this house situation. And yeah, I, I understand I have mentioned it quite a bit, but one of the best things ever with having your own podcast is that you can just literally do whatever the fuck you want. And I just went ahead and did an entire walkthrough of every single room. I'm not going to do it anymore. Just fucking chill out, guys. This is going to be a fantasy football-centric podcast and to... To give you back uh, all the time that you lost, I'm going to be doing a segment on fantasy football this uh, in the beginning of this, and then second half will be Winter's Dozen Wednesday on a Friday, uh, you know, because why not? <sighs> so anyway, uh, yeah, we watched the Patriots game last night. Again, I keep bumping my fucking mics. Um, watched the Patriots game last night, and <sighs> the thing about the Patriots is that, yes, their running backs are hard to predict. But, you know, they were both usable. James White, 13.7. Sony Michelle at 15. Sony Michelle is being used in the passing game quite a bit, which is sucks for a James White owner like myself. At the same time, like, they definitely can use both. And then it, it's it's a little upsetting that they bring in Brandon Bolden on the, on the one, and then all of a sudden now Tom Brady decides he can rush for touchdowns too. So, like, it's a little bit of a shaky situation going forward. I think that Sony Michelle and James White are both safe from here on out. They do... It, it it was upsetting big time that uh, James White got that touchdown call back. It was kind of annoying. Like, not just hold, – hold on. Cheers, by the way. Um, Not going to tell you what I'm drinking today because it goes directly against a uh, a competitor of mine. Because I just got a new job at a bar. New, new, another bar. Um, Anyway, so uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. I don't want to be the guy who bitches about calls because of fantasy football. And, yeah, it was six points taken away from me. But James White scored just before the second half or for first half. And, uh, yeah, it was called back. And it was, it was called a touchdown on the field. And, unfortunately, from my perspective, yes, I'm the James White owner, but I also try to remain as unbiased as possible. From my perspective... It, you couldn't see the ball when his elbow touched. It was blocked by a helmet on both angles, like right across the goal line. But on the top, like 45-degree angle, it did look like he was down. But at the same time, you can't really tell where the ball exactly was in terms of crossing the goal line or not. So kind of bullshit to me. And then Tom Brady gets a rushing touchdown, which sucks. But, you know, and, and of course, I'm probably going to lose by four or five points now because of that. But, but anyway, oh, and I had a horrible situation not horrible but so the tight end landscape in winter's dozen is is horrible is is awful like so i picked up chris herndon two weeks ago in in anticipation for darren waller's uh absence and and then of course chris herndon gets hurt and he's probably out for another six weeks so i immediately dropped him and then so essentially what my uh my thought process was was i pick up rhett ellison Yes, Rhett Ellison, the guy who's been in the league for like 10 years and never had over 100 yards receiving or so in the league in a season. But, uh, you know, they had Saquon, Gallman, Evan Ingram, 
and Sterling Shepard out last night, and I'm like, okay, well, Daniel Jones needs out an outlet. <coughs> and Rhett Ellison had four or five targets last game, so I'm like, well... So I watched the game, and he actually probably ran 60 to 70% of routes. He, I guarantee you he was over 90% snap percentage, and he ended up catching three balls for 30 yards. Like I can't be, un, I can't be upset with a six-point uh, performance by him when, you know, basically I was down to zero or trying to find which backup tight end for a team is uh, is the best. So anyway, the, the Patriots kind of looked human in that game. Uh, the 35-14, to 21-point uh, win was it wasn't as indicative as it seems. You know, the Patriots' defense is just outrageous, and Jeremy and all of you people who picked up the Patriots before week one, Congratulations, because you pretty much have the the fantasy MVP right now. Like, they've scored over 25 three times in six weeks, and the other weeks were 10, 10, and 14. Like, 10, 10, and 14 is what is a great week for any defense. Like, if you can get that every single week from a defense, you have a legit number top three defense for the year. 160 plus points. They already have 125 fucking points in week six. So for those of you who drafted poorly, not saying Jeremy did, but for those of you who drafted poorly and that you picked up the Patriots defense, sorry about the pop filter, guys. It's not hooked up. Um, I can't find it. Um, so you might hear my peas pop and a little bit of a lisp, but that's okay. Uh, I apologize. Um, so the Patriots defense did look pretty fucking solid. Again, I mean, it's two more touchdowns. It was that six on the year. Like It's just outrageous. And... Uh, so yeah, I mean, as far as going forward with the Giants, I, 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 I'm one of those guys who did not think the Giants looked bad last night. I mean, at the end of the day, they gave up, what is it, 14 or 20, 21 points to the Patriots offense. A couple of turnovers happened inside. Like The defense played really well. The Patriots just exploited it when they needed to. And I, I don't think the Giants are completely out of the playoff uh, playoff picture just yet. When they get Ingram, Shepard, and Saquon back next week, I mean, with Daniel Jones's running ability, and he did show it again. He has quite a bit of escapability, but the Patriots' defense was just swarming at some points. Yeah, he threw three picks. Two of them probably weren't his fault. One of them was for sure his fault. But you know, it is what it is. As far as the fantasy uh, perspective going forward with Daniel Jones, I still. I still think he's a situational starter. I don't really think he's a guy you can roll out there week in and week out. Patriots, Tom Brady is looking like, especially if he's starting to run the ball inside the fucking four. Like, he ran it from the four-yard line up the middle. Like, So, if he's starting to try to rush for touchdowns and he also has that low floor of flo- throwing, I mean, Tom Brady is looking like a top-five quarterback, and he is 42 fucking years old. It was crazy. They said a stat last night. Um that Julian Edelman used to wear a Tom Brady jersey in grade school. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, how old? Julian Edelman is 33 years old. That is, <laughs> that just shows you how insane Tom Brady is. And he's like legitimately fantasy relevant at 42 years old. He's not a game manager. Like he's still doing all the things that a 31 year old quarterback would do. So Tom Brady, absolutely quarterback one from here on out going forward. And, that the Patriots continue to get injured on offense and they continue to figure it out. James White, I think, is going to give you much more safe weeks coming up. They've been playing such bad defenses lately that 
James White has not been involved as much as you would like him to, but I do believe his six, seven reception floor per game, especially if they're doing those Patrick Mahomes tap passes forward, those are so valuable. I mean, they essentially are a rush, but they give you an extra point for a reception. So I think he had eight for uh, 50 yards last night. He had 13 and a half points, something like that. And, you know, he's just a safe player going forward. He's not going to give you any huge boom weeks, especially with Michelle in the lineup, uh, taking goal line work away, but. Once the Patriots, or if the Patriots ever decide to play a fucking team that uh, has an offense or a defense, um, you know, and it'll still be next week. Will still be another one because they have the Jets. Like I don't understand whose dick they sucked to get this fucking schedule, but it's it's outrageous. Um, so, anyways, that was a long r- diatribe about this. Uh, so, what I wanted to do today was talk about guys that I am personally targeting um, and how I handle trades. So, uh, it's it's kind of hard because when you're you don't want to act like you're reeling and you're willing to give up everything. So, always you always want to get the best player. I know this sounds fucking redundant, but the best player in a trade. Now. That doesn't, obviously you want to win the trade. Obviously both teams have to be happy, but you always want to get that stud. So you want to come out with the best player in that trade. Let's say, for instance, I trade two running back twos. I want to get a wide receiver one at the minimum and have the most talented player in that trade. So again, I know it's it's hard to, to say without like describing it. So I'm going to try and give you an actual concrete example of what I mean. So, for instance, like let's say uh, a guy like uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's gonna I'm gonna be talking about in just a minute, but DeAndre Hopkins is probably still the most talented wide receiver in football. Now you have on your end a plethora of running back twos, and you know you just are really set at the running back position. That guy needs running back help. Let's just say. So you want to give up like, let's say you package. DeAndre Hopkins with, um, I don't know, like a Marquez Valdez Scantling or a wider, any other wide receiver 2-3, something like that, or a Tyler Boyd or something like Let's say Tyler Boyd. Ah, that's, that's tough. Ugh, this is so hard because it's such situational base. Okay, DeAndre Hopkins and a wide receiver 3. Okay, so a guy outside the top 24, maybe Kelvin Ridley. Okay, there, there's a good example. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Kelvin Ridley, and then... That guy is set at wide receiver. You need to grab him and you need to solidify your wide receiver position. So you give up like Chris Carson and like, I don't know, like a, a James White, let's say. A James White and a Chris Carson for DeAndre Hopkins and Calvin Ridley. Now, in that group of players, the most talented player is DeAndre Hopkins. So in my opinion, the player who gets DeAndre Hopkins is the one who wins that trade. Now... The other team may be set at wider. Maybe the maybe you got lucky with the Cooper Cup, and you have Tyler Lockett also, who's both of them are top ten wide receivers, and you just need that running back depth. And DeAndre Hopkins is underperforming. You need a chance to get those couple of running back twos. So, so that's what I'm I I always try for. So like I've been actively shopping Keenan Allen lately. Um, haven't really seen anything that I like, but uh, the guys that I'm targeting right now are especially so that the way I go after it is 
I try to exploit emotion as much as possible. Now, is that shady? Kind of a little bit, yeah. But, like, let's say you got a Bears team, a Bears uh, fan or Packers fan, like, especially Packers fans. Like, if if you know a Packers fan in your league that has Devontae Adams, I am going to tell you right now, do all you can to target him. Because Devontae Adams, I do believe, still will end up with over 10 touchdowns this year. Will he play this week? Probably not. And that's a big ask because, but that's how talented Devonte Adams is. They have been playing some outrageous defenses lately. So find yourself an emotional player, uh, maybe Odell Beckham Jr. for a Browns uh, fan or and or a Odell Beckham Jr. owner because he's like the wide receiver thirty five right now, and I still believe he's the most talented, one of the most talented wide receivers in the game. Uh, and he will produce. It's just a matter of time before it happens. Same with DeAndre Hopkins, like. If you drafted DeAndre Hopkins as a fifth overall pick or fifth, sixth overall pick, like you're you're disappointed at this point. So exploit those guys and show them offers with like low end wide receiver ones, low end wide receiver twos, high end running back twos, stuff like that. So you really need to target those guys. DeAndre Hopkins, number one target for me. Um, Odell Beckham Jr., Le'Veon Bell hasn't been giving you flashy stats, but he's also played against outrageous defenses without his number one quarterback for most of the year. And he's also he's just getting so much volume. He's getting like 25 touches a game. So he's still not a bad play. Like he's still up there in the top running back twos. Like he's a guy that you need to absolutely target, is a, a guy like like him. Let's see. Um AJ Green might not be a bad move right now because he did just return to pe- practice. So if you got a guy who's been holding on to him and you want to, you know, if he's hurting for running back, let's say, shoot out a running back and that guy will be trading AJ Green to you. And so Damian Williams, I just actually, that's funny because I just actually did an AJ Green for Damian Williams trade. Um, I've been hanging on to uh, AJ Green, but I feel like I'm pretty set at wide receiver. Absolutely needed running back help. And uh, Damian Williams has been completely underperforming. He's a third-round pick. But if you watch the last game, he was at 94% of snaps. Uh, he outsnapped Shady by, like, I think 60%. And he, they're going to – they continue to run him. He's a fast player, and they continue to run him on that wheel route. Like, they throw it to him three or four times a game. It just has not hit yet. If you watch the preseason – um, one of the games, Damian Williams had like a 75-yard touchdown because he just did that little quick wheel route. They had no one covering him. Patrick Mahomes laid it out there. Damian Williams caught it and streaked down the sidelines for a touchdown. Like, he's got that potential. He just hasn't done it yet. Yes, is he averaging less than three yards a carry? He's like, I think he's averaging 1.9 yards a carry. Yeah, but I still believe in the volume. I still sort of believe in the talent. Like, I don't, I don't love him as any other team, but with the Chiefs, if they believe in him... I fucking believe in him. So I'm targeting Damian Williams absolutely everywhere right now. I think you can pretty much lowball anyone for Damian Williams. And yeah, I got him in all of the leagues that I'm a part of right now. So so Damian Williams absolutely target him. Uh the the, the receptions are going to be coming. The running the rushing's starting to come and I just I just believe those people who waited and got frustrated with him because they spent a high pick and it was a kind of a questionable pick at the time anyway. You're a little bit disappointed uh, about Damian Williams, so please go target him now because now is the time to buy. And once he blows up one game, there's going to be no more opportunities. Same with Mike Evans. Like I thought the window was closed on him after his gigantic blow-up game, 
uh, because people were disappointed from weeks one and two. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, he he's not even getting targeted. And then, oh shit, he has 12 for a buck 90 and three. Then gets zero catches the next game. Like he's too fucking talented of a player. I've always stressed this. Believe in the talent. Don't necessarily believe in his production as of right now. Like, it's week five still. Like, it's still early. Like, you still have... I mean, yes, do you have to start worrying about the playoffs? Yeah, you do, because it's coming up. It's not going to be here. It, you know, you got ten more weeks to jockey for position. Yes, I know that's like a third of the fantasy football season, but a third of the fantasy football season is over. So, yeah, Mike Evans is a guy that you are going to be definitely targeting. Um as far as sell high candidates, Aaron Jones being the Packers fan, the Packers own like I, I watch every single game multiple times. I love Aaron Jones, love the talent. I think you can get a lot for him right now. And the reason I say that is because watch out for Jamal Williams coming back and Devontae Adams coming back. Because right now, Aaron Jones is the most talented player on the field for the Packers. And yes, I mean that over Aaron Rodgers. They're going to pound him the ball. And until Jamal Williams comes back, Jamal Williams is getting some goal line carries. He's going to be getting 15, 10, 10 touches a game probably. Devontae Adams is going to be way more involved in the offense. Aaron Jones, I think, is a guy that, yes, he is going to be probably a running back one, uh, maybe fringe running back one out into running back 13, running back 14 at the end of the year. But if you are desperate right now and you have some running back depth, go grab a fucking Keenan Allen or – someone else for Aaron Jones. Like Aaron Jones can give you some high dollar players, especially Keenan Allen hasn't had a great week, two straight weeks now. And he's just, but he's also a guy that I'm selling high on too, because he is like the wide receiver three. So he's not probably a bad example. Maybe get yourself uh, DeAndre Hopkins packaged with someone. If that owner is very frustrated with DeAndre Hopkins, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Aaron Jones for Odell and then another running back. Like, it's definitely possible. It's, it's, Odell Beckham Jr., I am fucking targeting everywhere. Unfortunately, in our league, Connor doesn't really respond to trade offers. Um, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Uh, still won't start Le'Veon Bell, but won't let, won't trade trade him. But, that just you know, I'll take a sip of that. Oh, so, anyway, uh, who else do I think that you should trade for right now? I would have said Zach Ertz and George Kittle, but you know they showed why they were a top three round pick. Uh, they're both gonna be monsters from the for for the rest of the year. I mean, they just had low production, and you just you just can't read too much into like a three or four week sample size. But now it's like you're starting to see trends. The Browns, their offense is not looking great just because of that fucking offensive line. But until they figure that out, I still believe in that team. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. I still think they're so fucking talented. Like Baker Mayfield is not eight for 20 bad. He's not eight for 20 bad for a hundred yards. Like that's not going to happen week in and week out. The offense has some issues. There's, there's some chemistry issues. Offensive line for sure. But if you watch the game, Baker Mayfield, that is not his fault. That is not Odell Beckham's fault. Nick Chubb, all those guys are still so fucking talented. They will. Odell Beckham, in my opinion, is still going to be a top 10 wide receiver. Maybe top 12. Nick Chubb, I think, still is going to be a running back one. Baker Mayfield, maybe not so much as high as he was originally. Just because of, you know, he can't get the ball out of his hand. Maybe he's... 
his as soon as he snaps the ball, 1.8 seconds or so. I think that's his average snap to throw. It's it's insane. He's running for his life. It's 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 not good right now. But they're a game back of the Ravens. Like they're not far out. I think they beat did they beat the Ravens? Yeah, they did. They beat the Ravens like three weeks ago. So and that division is dog shit. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, both just not even jockeying for playoff position anymore. And the Browns are right there. And yeah, I said the Ravens are the most talented team in the NFL, and I still believe that they're the future best team in the NFL. Not necessarily this year, but all right. What is that? Oh, Jesus. Damn, I've been recording for like 20 minutes, and I haven't even got to the fucking Winter's Dozen Wednesday. So basically... And, and if you have a if you're a Patrick Mahomes owner and absolutely need help, I would try to shop him because he's probably not going to give you as much production in the next couple of weeks just because of that ankle injury. I'm really going to be relying on those running backs and tight ends. So Kelsey, Williams, maybe even Shady McCoy if he comes back healthy. All right, so Patrick Mahomes, I think you can get a lot for him still. I know that people uh, really, 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 really want that production on a weekly basis. All right, guys, let's fucking hit it. This, this is, is a Winter's, Winter's Dozen, Dozen exclusive. Well, that was a quick fucking wrap-up of, uh, of the fantasy show, and now we're going to go right into happenings of Winter's Dozen land. Wow. <laughs> We have an absolute jumbled mess. And first of all, I'm going to give a gigantic middle finger to all of you because now I have officially changed my name to Carb Queen because, yeah, I I guess I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So you guys can expect me to be competing for the consolation. Fuck that shit. I am one game out of fourth place. So you guys can all shove it up your fucking asses. It is not this this league. First of all. You got to love this league because we're so goddamn close in every single aspect of our teams. The The difference between third place and 11th place is literally a game. Three and two and two and three. I mean, what more can you get? Yeah, the points are a little different because... But you got, you got Red Fury and Frank Gallagher's liver. Both guys that... I mean... They're not even at the top of scoring, but they got lucky in their first couple games. So you got Red Fury, uh, Zach, leading the charge, 4-1, and one, 667 points for. So Frank Gall- but Red Fury, see, the thing with Zach's team is that he has Cooper Cup, who is, what is he, the number one wide receiver right now? Number two, he's up there. DJ Chark, also a, t- a wide receiver one. He's not even playing David Johnson or Josh, Josh Jacobs. Like, Tyreek Hill has been out. Zach's team is fucking strong as fuck going forward. Michael Gallup, even Austin Hooper, the tight end three. Whew. This is this is a tough team to compete with. And he also has Tom Brady putting up some fucking solid ass numbers. So Zach officially number one in the power rankings. I'm still saying Jeremy is number two in the power rankings. And uh Matt or Mike, rather. Four and one, uh, number three in the power rankings. But then you got a gigantic mess of three and twos and two and threes. I mean, Connor, sorry, Connor, but 0 and 5 gets you the number 12 spot. And you are in absolute prime position to be wearing that pink dick shirt at the end of the season for, well, for next year's draft. Um, Jordan, I said your team is really solid, and I think it is. I, I, I think, still think Jordan holds that number four spot. Graf, uh, I'm going to put you down to sixth. 
and uh, TJ, uh, you're you're good right there. You're at seven right now at two and three, but I still think you're a playoff team, and I don't think anybody is con- concerned with that. Ty ran the cusp of a playoff team, but I do say that Devin is better, so I'm going to say Devin's in the eighth spot. Graf, you're seven. Frings, you are eight. Myself, I'm going to say, well, shit. I'm going to say Scott is number nine. Myself is 10. Bernie and Connor. Wait, did I say everybody? Yeah, so we got... Well, if I can remember this, Zach, one, Jeremy, two, Mike, three, Jordan, four, TJ, five, Gref, six, Devin, seven, Frings, eight, Scott, nine, Carb Queen, ten, Burn, eleven, Contron, number twelve. Okay, so we had a couple trades. Yeah, I did say that I traded uh, the waiver wire. has been absolutely outrageous. There's just been crazy amounts of fucking of claims the last week. But yeah, so Damian Williams and AJ Green were swapped between me and Jeremy. Um, anybody else? Any other? So Gerald Everett was picked up for $12. Hilleman for 15 There goes Zach wasting fucking money for Hilleman. I don't even know what he's going to do with him. Because Saquon and Wayne Gallman are both back. So he's got a nice solid 15% of his fab spent on someone he's probably going to drop in a week. Whew. I think Jimmy Graham's been on half of the teams already this year. So now he is currently on... Mitchapalooza. So he's on Greff's team. Okay. Let's take a look at the matchups this week. Last night... Frank Gallagher's liver and Carb Queen kicked it off with like actually like a decent amount of players. So a James White and Rhett Ellison for me. Unfortunately, I only got <clears throat> shit. I'm gonna have to sneeze soon. Um, unfortunately, I only got 19.7 points out of the two of them. Yeah, they both did slightly exceed expectations, so I can't be too mad about it. But James White getting that touchdown callback was massive, and Sony Michelle rushing for 30 yards on the last play of the game. Really did not help anything. So he had 15.5 to my 13.7 and 6 for Ellison. Um, Let's see what else we got here. Frank Gallagher's liver's entire team is injured. Um, He's chasing those points with Will Fuller. Yes, it's a good play in KC. Uh, Christian McCaffrey has been carrying that fucking squad. He's got Chris Thompson as a starter because he doesn't have any other running backs. So, uh... So, yeah, still rostering Jake Kumaro, still rostering Vance McDonald and Tyler Eifert. Like, Mike, sorry to say your time is up. Carb King is getting this victory. Finally, my guys are going to break out. Finally, they're going to break out. on Johnson probably will rip apart the Packers defense. Let's not, let's just be real. I still think the Packers are going to win that game, but I still I think on Johnson, probably the start of the week this week. Yeah, one of them, anyway, for running backs. Jeremy versus Scott. Scott continues his streak of bad luck by running into Jeremy and his dumbass New England Patriots. Jeremy, fuck off with the New England Patriots. And guess what? Fuck off also with AJ Green returning to practice because you can go suck my fucking dick. I'm just going to shit on, on Jeremy's team right now because he does not have a single running back in the backfield. now. He, he used to. He traded him away. Now he has Ronald Jones... And Gus Edwards. So congratulations, Jeremy. Thank you for giving me your depth. Julio Jones, questionable. Mike Evans, 
just got goosed, and it sucks if he, uh, well, he's playing in London, so he'll probably have a blow-up game. Russell Wilson, probably the MVP right now. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, nice job with the rookie tight end. Not going to do shit for you. Rashad Penny is his starter right now. Guys, Rashad Penny, his starting running back. Starting running back Rashad Penny. Might might not even get a touch, but, you know, still 3-2. and two. No, I'm just kidding, Jeremy. I think your team is pretty fucking solid. But uh, I think this week I'm predicting a 40-point game from Kyler motherfucking Murray for Scott. Going against Atlanta's just Swiss cheese defense, Kyler Murray is starting to run the ball with way more confidence. I think that that Arizona squad is better than their record shows on offense. So Kyler Murray, I say, is quarterback start of the week. I think he blows the fuck up for 40-plus points. Brandon Cook's questionable. Tyler Boyd, really solid play against Baltimore. Baltimore's defense is not what they fucking used to be. So Alvin Kamara also, you know, he's questionable. He's playing in Jacksonville, but he's going to play, and he'll be in He'll put up Alvin Kamara numbers. Leonard Fournette is starting to turn into a solid fucking back, and he is reliable every week. Uh, yes, he had that 68 yards on 14 carries with a 69-yard run that game, but you know I was wrong about that. I think Leonard Fournette is much more talented. Zach Ertz is going to blow the fuck up against TJ Hawkinson. He'll, he'll at least outscore him by 10. And then he's uh, flexing Mark Andrews against Cincinnati, which if you listen to my other podcasts – Anybody who's playing Cincinnati or Arizona, start that tight end, and you will be happy every single fucking week. So, I say Scott ekes this one out, even though Jeremy got another another bit of help from the fantasy MVP this year, New England's defense. So, we got uh, TJ versus Graf. TJ has quite a few bye weeks this week, and uh, not even starting a defense. Well, he's probably starting Philadelphia, I would guess, but... No, he doesn't have any bye weeks. Still rostering Antonio Brown, but who knows? Okay, so uh, Matt Ryan, I think, is going to probably outscore Deshaun Watson. Matt, Oh, shit, but Deshaun Watson plays KC. That could be a ma- this could be a monster, monster matchup here. I think that with Julian Edelman scoring 20 for, for Graf, I keep wanting to call him Mitch. You could, turn, you could probably change that name. I don't think there's any Palooza going on for Mitch Trubisky. This could be a much higher scoring game than what the projected points are. 116 to 119 is projected right now. I'm saying that Jared Cook is now being involved heavily in that offense with Teddy Bridgewater. Ezekiel Elliott can always blow up. Mark Ingram, Adam Thielen, Calvin Ridley, Deshaun Watson. I think this is going to be a 160 to 170 win for TJ. I I just think his roster is a little bit more strong in this game. I think he's got the solid mix of boom players and safe players. So I'm going to have TJ win this matchup. The Mount Crumpet Ski Team versus Stone Cold Steve Avery. Jordan starting Josh Gordon in the flex. Again, I don't know why the fuck he did that. I always tell you guys, do not start your Thursday night players in the flex. Because then it gives you flexibility for Sunday. Kind of the point. You start him in your fucking wide receiver. I know you're probably going to play Thomas and Godwin, but what if something happens to him? And you have to start a, ru- a running back. Like, it's still got a couple days of practice. What if pregame warmups, Michael Thomas gets fucking injured, and then now you're starting Stefan Diggs? You know, just just always take your running, or take your players out of your flex and put them in the starters 
on Thursday night. There, Jordan. I fucking did it. I'll talk shit about your Green Bay booyah later. Anyway, uh, Gardner Minshew versus Jameis Winston. I don't, that that's not a matchup I expected to hear this year. Fitzgerald, I think, Ty, I think Fitzgerald breaks out this week against Atlanta. Love that play. Michael Thomas, Chris Godwin, Jordan's got some solid-ass fucking wide receivers. He does have some solid running backs, but Melvin Gordon, Phillip Lindsay, Travis Kelsey always can explode. I think Travis Kelsey eats the fuck out of uh, Houston's defense and really crushes Ty's tight end. Todd Gurley coming up with that sore quad. Ooh, that sucks for Ty, but I'm not mad about that for Malcolm Brown. Uh, this could be a lingering injury and could really, really, I can finally cash in that lottery ticket. But Aaron Jones against Detroit Monday night, especially if Jamal Williams misses this game, uh, you got a pretty solid play there. This is going to be a close game, but I think it's going to be like 120 to 119 to Ty Frings. Ty Frings wins this matchup because I think Larry Fitzgerald scores 30 points in this one. Aaron Jones also puts up above, over 20. Devontae Freeman against the Arizona Cardinals, 25 points. Yeah, yeah. And Jordan continues his bad luck streak. Jumping that total, I think, to 19 total points outscored. And well, in his losses, I think Jordan only has like 12 points difference in his three losses or two losses. So I think it jumps up to three and eh, maybe loses by one or two points. So Ty Frings, I have you winning this matchup. The Mount Crumpet Ski Team jumps into playoff contention. Red Fury versus head receivers. Burn, I've been on your fucking train all year. Finally off of it. Zach, I do believe you get the win. I don't know why you don't have a running back starting. You're trying to play games. That's fine. David Johnson. Oh, I see why you're doing it. Shit. Anyway. Huh, nice nice play. So, I think uh, Zach wins this matchup and goes to 5-1. and one. Um, Kind of similar to two years ago where his team just didn't score a ton of points but kept winning and then just got his ass fucking raped in the playoffs so zach expect much more similar things skeet squad versus cte devin gets a bye week this week and wins against connor because connor still decides not to start fucking Le'Veon bell his number what was it number 11 overall pick 12 overall pick first round pick starting him or starting jordan howard over him still waiting for david and joku to come off of the ir he's wasting a roster spot with kareem hunt i don't know what the fuck he's doing uh, so yeah, uh, apparently you can't just draft a bunch of Browns players and expect to win in fantasy football. Devin, I think your team is very, very solid. Unfortunately, you cannot play Marlon Mack this week. That is going to hurt big time, but Saquon's coming back next week. And I think you can just survive one more week and Devin's team is going to be looking nice and strong for the here, for here on out. So for all of you guys who are still listening, uh, Keenan Allen is still on the trading block. I am telling you right now, probably won't be there for very long. I desperately need running backs, so wow me on an offer, and I will definitely be considering it. Uh, I have not gotten too many offers yet. Keenan Allen's on the block. Robert Woods is on the block. Carrion Johnson's on the block. I mean, I, I'm I'm not ready to fire sale yet, but I'm looking to I'm looking to. Uh, swap some guys but you know what if you want if you want a guy who can score you every week 12 to 15 points you need some consistency in your lineup uh uh go with robert woods i mean i got him you guys want him go ahead and grab him so that does it for that episode well that not that episode 
that does it for that segment of Winter's Dozen Wednesday for, for the Winter's Dozen Main League. Okay, let's jump right in to the Winter's Dozen Minor Leagues. Once again, oh, what time What time is it uh, so I can mark this time code? 36 minutes, Jesus fucking Christ, this is nice. Okay, so last week, somehow the Sunny P Suburbans outranked me. Now he is the number one team in the league with 811 points for Madison Mallards continues to be consistent and continues to rack up the W's in the Northwoods League. So the Northwoods League is still two through six. Number two through number six ranks is over all points. You guys in the Midwest League, fucking jockey for position over there because you're going to get fucked up in the playoffs once that comes around. Wisconsin Herd at number two at three and two, but Wisconsin Herd is now the top scoring team in the league because of his monster performance last week again with 230 fucking points is that what he scored i think that's what he did travis has been trying to actively grab some running backs or some wide receivers so if anybody one of you guys has any wide receivers that want to trade to the wisconsin herd hit him up it's time yeah he scored 231 fucking points last week i scored 149 again Right around the exact same time, exact same amount of points I score every single fucking week. Like, I swear to God, I'm at 140 to 165 every every single week. Let's take a look. Week 5, 149. Week 4, 151. Week 3, 123. I got smoked by Sunny P. Suburbans. That was a bad week. 156 week 2. In 155 week one. I mean, what's is that not consistency? Jesus fucking Christ. Point at home talent continues to uh, continues to not post kickers corners videos. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You actually he did. He posted one on Monday. It's pretty hilarious. It's about spoofing movies. From now on, that's gonna be what uh, kickers corner is gonna be about. And I'm excited to see what he comes up with on a week to week basis. So if you guys haven't checked that out, check it out on our Instagram page at Winters Doesn't FFL. You can watch. All of Jeremy's spoofs. It's it's fucking hysterical. So anyway, the point at home talent is currently second in the Northwoods League. We have a, a three and two for everybody in the Northwoods League, or and four and one for myself, the Madison Mallers, the Kansas Intimidators, who I take on this week. Big, big, big Northwoods League matchup at three and two. The QC River Bandits, three and two. The Milwaukee Milkmen. Jesus Christ, coming out of fucking nowhere. The Milwaukee Milkmen at three and two as well. And then he gets Saquon Barkley back. So do not sleep on the Milwaukee Cockmilkers. I mean the Milwaukee Milkmen. Okay. Travis, your team is fucking great. Uh, I, I, I think between you and the Sunny Pizza Bourbons and me and Point at Home Talent, I think it's going to be a fucking great jockey position. Somebody has to supplant us. You know who it's not going to be? The Green Bay Booyah or the Fondy Dock Spiders. Once again, oh. One and nine combined between the two of them. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Uh, Jesus Christ. I get sick just talking about those two teams. They're so terrible. Jordan has 586 points as the Green Bay Booyah. The number one scoring team has 840. He already has almost 300 more points than the Green Bay Booyah. But he continues to be active on the waiver wire. D.D. Westbrook today. Dropping Daniel Jones. Fondy Dock Spiders might as well fucking mail it in. But, you know, once again, you guys are only 
one game out of second. So anything could fucking happen between you two. And that's why I like divisions because teams like that, that fucking suck and don't know how to draft, (laughs) they are currently one game out of second place. So uh, let's see. Let's see for the... The matchups this week, the Kansas Centennials, like I said, take on the Madison Mallards. Two guys jockeying for position. Only a game apart in the Northwoods League. I got 13.7 out of James White yesterday. I'm projected to win by nine, but I think this is a much closer matchup because Juju, as much as people have been hating, much as people do not like Juju, I always believe in that talent, and that guy will be scoring close to 20 points this week against the Chargers. Or... uh yeah, against the Chargers. Mike Evans, again, a guy that's been disappointing for three weeks and been awesome for two. Christian McCaffrey. Oof, I'm facing Christian McCaffrey in both Winters Dozen Leagues. I really hope Christian McCaffrey does not blow up because I will be fucked in both leagues. But he probably will because of Christian McCaffrey. He's the MVP right now. Probably him and Russell Wilson are the two MVPs right now. Yeah. So, Lamar Jackson... For me, Chris Carson, Julio Jones, Adam Thielen. Devontae Adams probably not going to play, but I, I have backup to backup to backup plans. Ooh, we got a good, solid matchup. Both number two teams in their divisions. The Wisconsin Herd versus Point at Home Talent. Point at Home Talent, that little motherfucker has New England's defense in this one too, and Tom Brady, so he has 50 points, but Wisconsin Herd just has a slew of running backs like I said before, I think Aaron Jones balls the fuck out. He's got Brandon Cooks on his bench, Matt Breida on his bench, Austin Eckler on his bench. But why would you start Eckler when you have Zeke, Le'Veon, and Aaron Jones? Jesus, Travis. I want one of your running backs. Give me one of your running backs. Mark Andrews, Kyler Murray as his running or wider, oh, Jesus Christ, quarterback number two. Point at home talent, though. Pat Mahomes and Tom Brady, both really solid. And DeAndre Hopkins has been underperforming. I'm going to say Travis wins this one in a monster 200 to 190 game. I think Travis wins by 10. Jeremy scores 190 points, loses to Travis. Let's take a look. We got some more matchups to go through. Sunny P. Suburbans Collie, the number one team in the league versus Fondy Dock Spiders. Man, Fondy Dock Spiders, I mean, oh shit, here's why. Travis Kelsey, Phillip Rivers, Aaron Rodgers, Robert Woods, Odell Beckham Jr., all underperforming. I think Fondy Dock Spiders gets an upset W over the Sunny P Suburbans. Jesus, though, he's got Keenan Allen, Cooper Cup, Dalvin Cook. Well, he's starting Carlos Hyde. Ty, you can take advantage of that if Terry McLaurin, which I think he will blow up this week, starts against Miami. If anybody is out there needing a quarterback... Uh, I really suggest you go pick up Case Keenum just for one week. If you want your second quarterback being Case Keenum, I think he's going to have 20-plus points, so watch the fuck out for that. Yeah, so uh, this should be a good matchup too. I mean, Ty's team is 0-5, but he's been very underperforming. And like I said, he's only two games out of second, so Ty, you're right there. Even if you're under 500, you can make the playoffs in this format. Green Bay Booyah versus the Barnesville Chickens. Jesus Christ. Two-team Russ takes on the worst team in the league. I don't even want to talk about that one. Milwaukee Milkmen versus the QC River Bandits. Another in-division matchup that is huge for position. We're going to see a lot clearer picture in the Winters Dozen Minor League after this week. I think Milwaukee Milkmen get the win this week. God, he's got so many blow-up players. He's got Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, Deshaun Watson. 
Jimmy Graham, I don't love as tight end, but I think you can start him one more week before Devontae Adams comes back. Jameis Winston, another huge player. Mike Williams. Oh, shit, he got Saquon. Uh, Saquon not playing is huge. Did QC did get some help from Sonny Michelle playing. I think Carryon Johnson, like I already said, blows up. So Joe, uh, Joe, unfortunately, I'm giving this win to QC River Bandits. I have changed my mind. So that does it for this episode. Be sure to fucking... Oh, and also... We have 11 teams now in the NBA Fantasy. The first inaugural Fantasy NBA Winter's Dozen. WD12 Hoop Dreams. If you guys want to be in it, all the listeners of the podcast, this invite goes out to you. Please just hit us up on Instagram or text me. I'm not going to give you my number, but <laughs> let us know on Winter's Dozen FFL at gmail.com. Let us know on Twitter at Winter's Dozen FFL. Let us know on Instagram. Slide into our DMs with that sweet, sweet uh, text and say, I would love to be in your WD12 Hoops Dreams League. We have one spot open. Please let us know. At Winters Doesn't FFL, all forms of social media. Please and thank you for listening to another episode of the Winters Doesn't Sports Podcast.